0: Welcome to the Inner Vehicle podcast. My name is Jeremy and I'm the teacher at the Inner Vehicle. The Inner Vehicle is an online community uh, where we learn about meditation and Buddhism and all sorts of spiritual things. And this uh, podcast is essentially a recording of the weekly sits where I offer some guided meditation at the beginning, we sit in silence for another 20, 20 minutes or so, and then I give a short talk at the end and people have shares and uh, questions and things like that. So uh, feel free if you want to use the guided part at the beginning then I cut out a whole bunch of silence so you could pause at that point and meditate or you could just transition right into listening to the talk, hope you enjoy. And please uh, get in touch at theinnervehicle.com or find us on Instagram as well uh, at The Inner Vehicle. So hope to hear from you soon and enjoy.
1: Meditation with gratitude.
0: We set our minds on the proper intention of practice. We can thank ourselves for carving the time to get to know ourselves better. Take care of ourselves to heal. We can have gratitude for all the things that are good in our lives, for our health. Our relationships, our opportunities, and the needs that are met for the most part. Having gratitude is a great way to start meditation.
1: Noticing yourself
0: sitting, making any minor adjustments if there's any discomfort is okay. But ultimately, we want to keep the body as still as possible so that we can witness the movement Of the mind to bring the mind and body into sync with one another. We just let the mind do its thing. We notice without judgment what those things are. That's meditation. Noticing if there's any tension in your forehead, if your jaw is clenched. You can encourage a a smile on your face. Pushing your shoulders back gently, opening the heart center, the belly. Noticing if you're hungry or if you ate too much or if you feel just right. The lower abdomen, the pelvis, just noticing if there's any fear or tension in that area. Just trying to relax. And then bringing your attention to the entire body as one continuous ball of energy. Again, noticing when the mind wanders, thinking about your day, thinking about tomorrow, worrying if you are doing this meditation thing correctly, whatever it is. For this half hour, it's not important. Just set the planning and worrying aside and come back to your body, to your breath, to gratitude. If you need an anchor for any emotional difficulties, you can bring your awareness to the palms of your hands as a way of stabilizing and settling the energy in your body and in your emotions again encouraging relaxation in your face behind your eyes your jaw trying as best you can to rest in your heart center. You are a luminous being. You don't need to achieve luminosity. You already have enlightenment. So let's sit together in the enlightenment and luminous nature that we already are in silence. Does anyone have anything to share or any questions before I share some Dharma words? I'm good. I don't have anything to share tonight. Yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> All right. I mean, I have things I could share, but I'd rather listen. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so I put a, uh, a post on my Instagram this morning, <clears throat> and I've sort of come up with this style of Instagram post, which for some reason I I like or clicks for me which is <clears throat> before enlightenment and after enlightenment. So what's the difference? What is enlightenment? And what's the difference in life before enlightenment and after enlightenment? So there's a whole bunch of ideas out there that people have about enlightenment. Um and enlightenment is there's like the enlightenment of the west there's the jewish enlightenment there's and what i'm talking about is the enlightenment awakening that we learn from uh, i guess the buddhist tradition but it has the word light in it in the sense that your your realization you realize that you are light So the only thing that exists is light or energy. And and so Einstein had the realization that E equals MC squared, that energy equals mass times the speed of light. So matter, like the stuff that you the table, the stuff that you're touching, is actually just energy. And so it it took science a couple thousand years to catch up to some of the earlier insights that you know, the early prophets had and the mystics of the East had, which is that you are, we are just light. We're made of light. And so if you're not enlightened, you're still made of light. <laughs> you just don't realize it yet. And someone who is enlightened is no different than someone who isn't enlightened other than the fact that they've realized that they're enlightened that they realize that they're made of light so when you start meditating you feel really solid everything in your body and your mind feels really solid your personality feels solid your patterns the way you talk to your mom feels like a solid thing, it feels like this is the relationship I have with this person and it's a story and it's a very solid set of patterns. The injury that you had when you, you know, you had an injury or an illness or something that started 10 years ago and you've carried that with you and it just feels like that's an issue in my life and that's who I am and I'm going to have to deal with this shit for the rest of my life. That feels so solid. This career that you've been pursuing, I'm gonna be a this, I'm gonna be a teacher, I'm gonna be a, a data scientist, or whatever you are. It feels so solid, because you've been driving at it for so many years. And when you look in the mirror, this, the shape of your face, you see the same face every single day. And so you think it's a solid thing but it's just light there's there's a level of solidity we call that like gross not disgusting gross but the gross level of the of the body and mind gross reality like there's obviously a table here i i have bones in my body and you need to be aware of the gross level so that you can navigate the world. But meditation, by sitting there, you allow yourself to see through the gross reality to the subtle and causal and pure, non-dual, formless reality that is sitting here all the time. It's like right here, the only thing that's happening right now is an infinite, infinite light. Like God in its endless infinity is the only thing that's happening right now. This infinite light has been happening since beginningless time because it exists outside of time. It's just infinite light doesn't have a start, it doesn't have an end. Why it's here, no one knows. But there is just this infinite light. And that light, for some miraculous, interesting reason, decided to manifest itself into denser forms of light. So this infinite energy, this formless energy, out from from within its source it spits out you and me but it doesn't it's not like the that that infinite light created the world 5000 years ago or 10 even 10 billion years ago like whether you're a uh, you know reading it from the bible or reading it from science with the big bang that's not the the timeline of creation we care about as meditators and as mystics, we care about the fact that the universe is being created right now. It doesn't matter what happened 5,000 years ago or 14 billion years ago or, or whatever. The universe right now is creating you. Completely new. So you you think you have the same face that you did yesterday and the day before and the day before, and you think that the relationship with your mother is the same as it was last week and the week before, but it is completely different. It's completely new. But we, we can only navigate it from this level of gross reality where things seem really linear, linear and solid. Enlightenment is this gradual process and and it might start with an instant flash of insight where you glimpse you see God or you glimpse your true nature you have a satori moment but even if you have a a glimpse which hopefully you do and hopefully that happens soon or you might have already had it and it usually happens for people that get really into meditation within a period of time, let's say a few years, you'd have a very strong glimpse of this. Enlightenment is still a gradual cultivation over years to go back into those areas of solidity, whether it's in your body or in your life, patterns, deep karmic patterns, where you mistake the dense parts of your life as real or substantial instead of seeing them as impermanent flashes of energy and light. So enlightenment, because it's a gradual cultivation, there's no one that's really fully enlightened. Like It's just impossible to have zero karma but you can definitely be better off today than you were yesterday. You can definitely be happier in five years than you are today. There's definitely progress. But the karmic conditioning that we have, that we've we've just mindlessly been thinking we're dense, solid beings for our entire life, essentially, you don't get fully enlightened after two years of meditating. You don't get fully enlightened after 10 years of meditating or even one lifetime of meditating but you need to start chipping away at these solid basically blocks of ice blocks of fear blocks of guilt blocks of shame blocks of grief blocks of lying blocks of illusion at every single level through the all the chakras the sphirot which comes from Kabbalah, we, we have just these patterns where we're, we're frozen like ice. And so, when you're before enlightenment, you go to the grocery store, you buy carrots, you bring them home, you chop them, you make lentil soup with carrots in it. After you're enlightened, You still go to the grocery store, you buy carrots, you bring them home, you chop them, and you make lentil soup. But in the first case, you're just miserable because, oh my gosh, I have to go to the grocery store. It's cold outside, right? You're complaining. You walk by someone and they're weird looking or something, they're like wearing a tracksuit, and you start judging them. So you're miserable judging them. And then you're standing there picking out the carrots and you're like cold or you're hungry and you're complaining to yourself about that, right? And you bring it home and you're tired and you have to chop, like, you're just miserable. We're miserable people, most of us, because we're constantly judging and complaining and whining and feeling these unpleasant emotions. But after you're enlightened, You're doing externally what amounts to the same exact thing, you're going to the grocery store, but you get excited to go to the grocery store because you're so grateful that you have this opportunity to feed yourself, that there exists this amazing place you can go and get an abundance of food, of energy to give your energy. When you see that person walking by that's wearing a tracksuit, instead of judging them, you're like, damn it, I should wear a tracksuit because I need to work out more. You, your whole, the whole momentum of your day feels positive, feels healing. Because the whole thing is framed in the context of, I'm light. I feel just like a vibration of light and I literally feel lighter, like I'm floating on air, like I'm flying. So before enlightenment and after enlightenment are very similar. They they could be confused for one another and in fact, as I already mentioned, all of the people. You know, all of us and all of the people we know that are before enlightenment are still made of light. They just don't see it yet. So when they see this other beautiful ray of light passing by them, they judge it instead of seeing it as what it is. But it's still what it is. So this process where you're sort of going back and forth, you're doing this not just, okay, right now you're not enlightened. Or let's say none of us are enlightened. And in 20 years, we're all going to be enlightened. Okay, so that's like a before and after thing. Like a work, you know, when people like work out at the gym, they do before and after photos. Like right now, all our muscles are flabby and we're, we're like trying to get enlightened here. Our enlightenment muscles. But the fact of the matter is, since you're already enlightened, you don't really need to do anything to get there, other than let go of the belief that you're not enlightened. And this is where it starts to become possibly frustrating and paradoxical. But I encourage you to to view things this way. If you knew, starting right now, let's say I could just make you enlightened by simply telling you that you're made of light, everything in your life is perfect, every, every single aspect of your life right now is perfect, it is perfectly part of this sphere of energy, how would that change your life? Where would you feel free to explore things? Because you're no longer afraid. How would it change your relationship with your mother? How would it change that, that shoulder injury that you've had for 10 years? How would it change the way you approach meditation? How would it change when you go to the grocery store? Because the fact of the matter is you're already perfect. You're already light and you need to cultivate that understanding. But the way you cultivate that understanding is not by thinking you have to get somewhere else to get it. You cultivate it by realizing you already have it. You're already love. You're already God. You're already perfect. You're already enlightened. You're already the Buddha. So you start this moment, 10.23pm, November 13, you are starting a new life. And if you can't quite grok it or get it, then tomorrow morning at 9.30, hey, Jeremy told me I'm already enlightened. I can start a new life right now. And let's say you screw it up and two weeks goes by and you're like, you know what, I still don't, oh wait, he told me I'm already enlightened. So two weeks from now, you can start being the Buddha. Whenever you're ready, it's already the case. It's already the case that you're perfect, that you're the Buddha, that you're God. So you choose when you want to start realizing that and letting it take over and freeing you in your life. I can't think of anything that is more freeing to know about yourself than the fact that you're already enlightened. So I offer those words of hopefully truth and encouragement. I hope you, you feel the truth of it. And you. I think intuitively we do, but there's so much resistance to realizing it, so much fear, so much guilt, so much confusion. And that's why we practice to let go of the hindrances for seeing what is true. Thank you all. If there's no other thoughts or questions... Thank you. Should we pack it in for the night, y'all? Sure, um, Alright. Okay, if Donna doesn't have any questions or. No, I'm okay. You know, you're not here today, are you? What have done? What was that? Let. Last week, Armida called me from the car. Which was really nice of her. Awesome, I um, Yeah. No, I. Don't, I would actually like to hear more about the Sephira at, at some point. That sounds interesting to me. Um. No, I'm okay. Okay. That's good. I'll I'll uh, prepare something for for next time. That'd be awesome. Thank you. All right, thanks, Jeremy. All right, guys, have a great night. Thank you for joining. Good night. Good night, Donna. Good night.